This is Brain Diet, episode number 78. I'm Taylor Ann Macy, and you are listening to Brain Diet, where we feed your brain good information. Hi, friends. Welcome to this episode. We are talking about the scale today. We are going to discuss our brain around the scale. And we are going to be talking specifically about the scale when it goes up or doesn't change. So we are going to be talking about all that might come up for you, all that I have seen in clients when I coach them on the scale. And then I want to give you tips for what to do if you have scale drama. If you resonate with what I'm talking about today with the drama in your brain and the fear around the scale, I want to give you some tips. I want to give you something to have in your back pocket at all times when it comes to the scale. That's what I hope to provide with this episode and with this podcast in general. The scale is one of the most widely used modalities for assessing the body. I think the simplicity and the convenience of it makes it um, the most popular go-to measurement system. We just took a weekend at the Grand America in downtown Salt Lake, and there was a scale in the bathroom. And I stopped for a minute because I was really intrigued that, you know, at the most fancy hotel in Utah, that in the bathroom of this room that they had a scale. And it got me thinking about how much our society is focused on weight at all times, everywhere we go, whether blatantly or subliminally, we are receiving messages that are all focused on our weight. Now, you might be thinking that that seems a little bit hypocritical. But the reason that I do what I do as a coach, the reason that I help people work on their weight and work on their body is not because of the weight. I just believe that because we are so constantly subjected to messaging around weight loss, that there is so much mental damage and crap that needs to be cleaned up. And so that is why I do what I do. Not because I really care about a person's appearance or about what they weigh, but because I know that it is a platform for so much growth. So that's why I like to focus on weight. But I do think it's interesting that even in a fancy hotel, they're like, oh, make sure. Are you paying attention to your weight? Are you? Because if you're not, here's a scale just to remind you of what your weigh. (laughs) Anyway, I thought it was really interesting. But when we think about the scale, I want you to really think about what it is. There is a small platform to stand on, a literal platform to stand on of some kind, and it reads three digits. So essentially, it conveys information. That's what the scale does. It conveys information. This information is not what hurts us. It's what we think about that information that hurts us. Data isn't painful. It's just data. It's just information. It's not good or bad. It's just data. And that's not what's painful. It is what our brain makes it mean when we see it, when we look at the data, and then the thoughts that we have about that data. So where I want to start is the idea of the scale not moving. Let's say you are trying to lose weight. And let's say that you might have, you know, lost 
weight semi-consistently over a certain period of time. And let's say that the scale hasn't gone down in 10 days. I just recently coached a person with this situation. So this person came to me and said, the scale hasn't gone down in 10 days. And while this is technically data, you could say the scale has not gone down in 10 days, there is still charge to that idea. Therefore, if there is charge to this idea, it's not fully factually neutral data, right? Because like I said, data isn't painful. It's just information. And there's also a question as to the relevance of that information, or at least the way that the information is stated. To say that something has not happened is often not the most ideal data point to focus on. I think I may have given this example before in the podcast. I don't walk around every day thinking, Justin Timberlake has not asked me to sing on his next album. Something has gone wrong because Justin hasn't reached out to me. He hasn't said, hey, are you ready to sing with me? I don't walk around thinking that. I don't walk around paying attention to what hasn't happened, right? Sometimes it's just not the most relevant way to look at data. So for you, if that is the situation, instead of thinking the scale hasn't gone down in 10 days, I want you to get even more factual, right? To separate out the facts versus your thoughts about the facts. So the data says what the data says. So let's say you weigh yourself one day and it says this, and then you weigh yourself the next day, and then it says this, and then you weigh yourself the next day, right? You get so specific with that information to where there's not a lot of A, room for interpretation, and B, charge, right? Emotional charge to it. If we just have the information, it makes it easier for us to see, oh, wait, that really is just information. And this pain is coming from what I'm making it mean. This pain around this information is coming from my brain. So let's say that this is the case for you again, that the scale has read the same thing for 10 days or that it has not gone down in 10 days. What we tend to think about that is that something is wrong. Like, why am I not losing weight? Something has gone wrong here. But just like we could report the weather every day, it's not like we would look at rain 10 days in a row and think something is terribly wrong. We just know that the weather is going to do what the weather is going to do. And we don't try to control it necessarily. We just kind of accept, yeah, this is what the weather's doing. And we just kind of roll with it, right? Now, you might argue with me that we have control over our weight. And that is true to a degree. But it still doesn't make the data good or bad. It is still just information. That number on the scale is neutral information. It is not good or bad. So even if you do have control over it, that still doesn't change the neutrality of that information. What is often the inclination when something is wrong comes up as a thought, when we look at the scale and maybe it's different than we thought and we think, oh no, something is wrong. Our inclination can be to try to be positive about it. Our inclination might be to have thoughts like, oh, well, it will probably drop soon or maybe I'm retaining water or maybe I'm losing fat and gaining muscle, which by the way, is quite difficult to do simultaneously, or some version of that, right? We try to be positive about this. In this case, that is us trying to be positive about what we believe to be a negative circumstance. And as long as you believe that data is negative, no matter how hard you try to force positivity, it will never stick. If you truly want to be quote unquote positive about something, you have to truly believe that positivity is created in our brain. That number on the scale isn't negative. 
and however much that number has changed or not changed is not negative. When you can truly see that, it opens up a space for you to question, wait, what if nothing truly has gone wrong here? What if everything is just as it is supposed to be in this moment? So if you haven't heard me already, the most important piece I want you to remember is when it comes to the scale, that number is neutral. That number has no power. Now you might think it does, but that's just your brain giving your own power away to something inanimate. We think if the scale goes down, we will be confident. We think if the scale goes down, we will be happy and everything in life will be better. But the scale number isn't the secret to confidence, happiness, and self-acceptance. Can you imagine if it was? If that number on the scale truly was the secret to self-acceptance, everyone that was, you know, quote unquote, thin would be happy and confident and have no problems. What your body looks like isn't the secret to self-acceptance. Can you imagine if it was? Every supermodel in the world, every celebrity that, you know, had a certain body type would completely love themselves and completely be happy and confident all the time. And you know that's not the case. If what your body looked like was the secret to self-acceptance, if the scale was the secret to self-acceptance, most of the world would be happy by now because of how many people are trying to lose weight. The secret to self-acceptance is how you talk to yourself. The secret to self-acceptance is the thoughts you are thinking. Ask yourself, if the scale does go down, then what? You'll be happier? You'll be more worthy? First of all, worthiness doesn't come from a number. You have inherent worthiness because you're a human on this earth. You have inherent worthiness just because you are alive. And what your body looks like or what its gravitational pull is or how often that gravitational pull changes has no effect on worth. And if you believe you'll be more worthy once that scale changes, that is only a thought in your head. And if the scale changes and somehow you're like, oh, I am more worthy now, it's not because you are, it's only because your brain gave itself permission to believe that. So let's get that out of the way. What you weigh has no effect on your worthiness. Now, second, no matter what the scale says, your brain comes with you. No matter how often it changes or no matter what number it changes to, your brain is still very practiced at thinking whatever thoughts you are thinking. So if those thoughts are negative and unkind and not confident, your brain is still going to be thinking those thoughts. Your brain is still going to be very practiced at them. And maybe temporarily you'll like yourself a bit more, but not because the scale has changed. Again, only because you would give yourself permission to believe something positive about yourself. And guess what? If you believe that the scale will make you happy, but then your body does what bodies do and fluctuates slightly, you are walking a very tight rope and you are giving that scale so much power. If the scale went down and you believed that's what made you happy and worthy, you would be walking around constantly concerned about it going up and that's not fun at all. That doesn't sound like confidence and happiness if you are constantly thinking about what you're going to eat to manipulate the scale so that it says a certain thing so that you can believe that you're worthy feels terrible. Don't chase the scale to feel better emotionally. Do the work on your brain first and then assess what you actually want to do with your body. 
when you can get to a confident place with your body, it makes options available to you so much more exciting. Like to love your body and say, maybe I want to get stronger. Or to love your body and say, maybe I want to decrease my body fat percentage. Or to love your body and say, let's see what I'm capable of, whatever that might mean to you. All of that, all of that, weight loss, weight gain, strength, body fat percent, like anything in that realm becomes so much easier when you already like yourself. Because if you like yourself, then figuring out how to change your body just becomes math. It's like, okay, what do I have to eat to achieve this? And what do I have to eat to achieve this? And what do I have to do to achieve that? It becomes basic information once you already love yourself and once you're not chasing a sense of worthiness. So I want to share with you some tips for scale drama if you experience scale drama. These tips are for those that use the scale. I like to help people really clean up their drama around the scale so that it doesn't have power over them. But did you know that you don't ever have to step on a scale ever again if you don't want to? It's kind of like I have coached my own brain to where I can be in the presence of any food and not feel powerless, not feel overwhelmed, not feel hyper-focused on it. But does that mean I fill my house with foods that aren't in line with my goals? Not usually. I mean, I will have things like cookie dough in the freezer I mentioned in my last episode. And that doesn't bother me. I don't think about it all the time. It's just there for when I plan it ahead of time and it's very deliberate when I eat it, right? But having already done the work to know that I can be around any food and be unaffected if I want to is the most empowering thing. And that's what I want for you if the scale is something that you use or want to use or want to challenge yourself to work through some drama, which working on your brain is always a good idea because what you get at the end of it is empowering yourself and getting a glimpse into your own power as a human being. So I'm going to share with you three tips around the scale. Tip number one is to separate fact from your thoughts. It's to separate the data, the number on the scale from your thoughts about the number on the scale. If you can really create some separation between the fact and your thoughts about the fact, It gives you a sense of empowerment to not be a victim to the scale. I want you to think about how a scale is a $20 piece of plastic and or glass that reads three digits. That's all it is. And yet we give away so much of our power to that piece of plastic glass that reads three digits. When you can see that that is the information, the scientific data, and you can then notice what are your thoughts about the data, it begins to create an awareness of your ability to create how you feel with how you think. It begins to create your awareness of the power that you have with your brain that is available to you should you start to pay attention to what you are thinking and decide whether or not you want to keep thinking it. No number on the scale means something is wrong. We attach that meaning to that number. So to be able to separate, oh, these are the facts and then these are my thoughts about the facts can open up the possibility for you to really see the power that you have over the scale and the lack of power that the scale has over you. Tip number two is to celebrate yourself in other ways. We tend to, again, use the scale as such a primary focus and measurement whenever we are doing anything physical with our bodies that it's important to take into account other things as we 
acknowledge what's going on for us and acknowledge how we want to look at the work that we've been putting in. We have to be careful as well when we celebrate the scale or at least the degree to which we celebrate it. Because if you celebrate the scale going down, then there is the equal and opposite reaction. Meaning when it goes up, the alternative must occur. If you think that going down, the scale going down is a win, then by extension, the scale going up is a loss. And that is one story. That's one perspective. That's one series of thoughts that you can have about the information on the scale. And personally, I want to challenge you on that story. I think that you can celebrate the scale regardless of whether the number went up or went down. For example, if it goes up, you can celebrate that your body is so brilliant in knowing how to adapt based on what you do to it. (laughs) Like to celebrate, my body knows exactly what to do. If I eat more, the scale goes up. If I eat less, the scale goes down. Like the body is so brilliant with how it works so perfectly in response to what we do with it. Now, there are many other factors that affect the scale. So many others aside from what we are eating and how much we are eating. And so I don't think it's genuinely complete to be able to look at the scale and simply celebrate just based on that number. There are too many other things to consider and too many other factors that more influence body composition than just like what you've eaten that day. And so it's too small a piece of information to really give so much gravity to. (laughs) So this tip to celebrate yourself in other ways is to spend at least equal the time you spend thinking about the scale to thinking about how you show up for yourself. Instead of being like, oh, awesome, the scale went down. I want to challenge you to say, I drank water last night at dinner when I wanted to order a Diet Coke. I followed my plan, even though I had an urge to eat off my plan. I trusted myself to follow through and I did. I exercised for 10 minutes this morning when I wanted to stay in bed. I made plans for myself ahead of time that were loving and very considerate for myself. I had urges and I allowed them so compassionately to pass instead of giving in to them. Again, there are so many other things that contribute to the way that our body looks and our body composition that it's so important to give ourselves credit in all of the other ways that we are trying all of the other ways that we are showing up for ourselves and putting in the work, no matter how small, no matter how minimal it might seem to you, celebrating yourself is a reflection of your relationship with yourself. For those in our life that we love, we want to celebrate no matter how small the victory. We have to start developing that relationship with ourselves and you have to start challenging yourself to look for the things that you are proud of yourself for doing. Tip number three is to consider the question, what if nothing has gone wrong here? I did a whole episode on this question because I think it is so powerful to be able to look at a circumstance, be able to look at data. And instead of allowing our brain to immediately jump to the conclusion that something has gone wrong, to pause for just long enough to say, wait a minute, what if this is what the data says and nothing has gone wrong here? If so, If nothing has gone wrong, what might change with how I approach this? If nothing has gone wrong with the scale staying the same for 10 days, how might you approach your weight and whatever things you are doing to change your weight or to assess your weight or whatever it is you're doing with your body? What if nothing has gone wrong, no matter what the scale says? 
just like with seasons, right? I talked about the weather in the beginning of this episode. Just like with seasons, you just roll with it. You're like, right now we're rocking summer. It's starting to shift and kind of turn into fall and we're just rolling with it, right? That can be the case with whatever happens with your body. The scale can say whatever it says and you can just be like, you know what? This is how it's meant to be because that's what it is. And I'm not going to try and force it to be anything else because I'm showing up for myself in the best way that I know how and that's all I can do. I want you to know that the scale has no power over you. You are powerful. Your brain is powerful. You can dictate what you will and won't allow in your brain regardless of what the scale says. So challenge yourself using these tips to start to shift that relationship with the scale so that you can exercise this power that you have that you just maybe haven't tapped into yet. That is all I have for you, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. And keep in mind, if you want to work with me, the application is in the show notes below. I can't wait to hear from you. I can't wait to work with you. Take care. And I'll talk to you soon.